1: I am so excited to introduce to you someone today who's working on some really cool stuff in the neuroscience space, Kane Russell and his company, Halo Sport, actually. Is it Halo Science or Halo Sport, Kane?
2: Uh, Halo Neuroscience is the company. Halo
1: Neuroscience. Yeah. So you guys have been working in this space for a while and a lot of our listeners know a little bit about some of the devices we used in our study uh, way back. Now we're talking almost five years. So It's really exciting to see how this space has evolved. So anyway, I wanted to just welcome you, Kane. Thank you for joining (laughs) us. So just to give our listeners a little bit of a background, can you tell us sort of what uh, Halo Neuroscience is, but also how you got into this space?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at our very core, Halo Neuroscience is a human performance company trying to unlock more human potential through the capability of our brain. And you know, the way that we're doing that is by brain stimulation in conjunction with a field of research that's called transcranial electrical stimulation. It's a field of research that started in about 2003. And for the last two decades or so has really been got, gaining a lot of traction. There's over now 4,000 papers published into this field. And that's how I got into it, right, is following, you know, I'm from San Francisco and and out here, everybody's looking for a hockey stick, right? and And if you look at this graph of the published papers in this field of research since 2003, you see that hockey stick graph. And and that's really what got our company and and employees excited about this technology and this company and this opportunity, right, to take a laboratory technology and put it in the hands of people who really could benefit from it.
1: So can you describe, I've seen several iterations of this over the years, and of course it's fortunately gotten smaller and more agile. And, you know, in the beginning, it was like, wow, someone is going to put that on their head. It was so big. And now it's really sleek. And I mean, to describe it, because the listeners, they're not seeing what you're doing here. Can you describe a little bit what this device is and how it works?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So at at its very core, it's a pair of expensive headphones. You know, they play music through a Bluetooth audio connection. But really what those headphones are doing is providing a band to the top of your head underneath which we can place an electrode and using a mobile app companion are able to stimulate the brain according to these specific, what we call montages, but which you can just think of as like paths of current to help people unlock skill faster. In the case of Halo Sport, we're stimulating the motor cortex, which means you can learn movement faster. And so from a practical standpoint, you put these pair of headphones on your head so that the electrodes are situated above your motor cortex. You open up the app to initiate a stimulation session. That session lasts for 20 minutes. And during those 20 minutes and for an additional 60 minutes after, your brain is placed into this temporary state of what neuroscientists call hyperplasticity, which just means that your brain's natural ability to learn new skills through repetition is heightened
1: we are really creating superhumans there it's it's really exciting to see how this is happening and i mean but do you find in terms of adoption are people afraid of sort of tweaking their brains or is this something that the reaction for for adopters is more like wow this is so cool and it's more exciting than it is fearful
2: yeah I, to be honest with you i think the it's actually neither exciting nor fearful and more just an unknown you know despite our brains being involved in literally everything that we're doing, it's not really that intuitive that your brain helps you move better. Right. And so when we initially bring people the technology and introduce them to it, you know, for example, I'm, I'm from San Francisco, as I mentioned, like the San Francisco giants were one of the earliest partners that we looked at. And they're like, wait, your brain helps your body move better, you know, on the athlete level. And and it's that unknown that we're really tackling. And I think that that can turn into a lot of excitement, when you understand the potential applications for this technology, whether it be, you know, improving strength or endurance or fine motor skill. And then also the, just the, uh, the safety concerns, I think, again, come from the science itself, right. Mm -hmm. And over the course of the last 15 years, I'm just talking today about non-invasive brain stimulation. But when you think about deep brain stimulation and other technology that is on 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, but when you turn it on, a patient with a you know a Parkinson's tremor might see that tremor eliminated in a way that drug therapy really couldn't. And so the hypothesis for our company is can we provide some benefit to people using brain stimulation, you know, in a way that's that's different from how they might traditionally optimize their brain, which, you know, for the last few decades has been drinking a cup of coffee or taking a pill or you know, taking some medicine, getting something prescribed to them. And I, I guess I'm rambling, but at the end of the day, right, the brain is an electrical organ. And so, electricity isn't scary for the brain at all. In fact, without electricity, the brain couldn't do anything.
1: Well, absolutely. And I think what, what's fascinating in the era that we're in right now is people are really starting to understand the mind body connection and that they, you know, you can't sort of work with one without working with the other, but also the really deep benefits of doing the time of working on the mind part in order to achieve what we want to achieve with the body part. And even being able to overcome challenges, whether they're physiological challenges like Parkinson's, which is a very clear mind-body connection and that, you know, when something's not triggering correctly, it displays in the body. But do you find that with your work, you're able to sort of share that story and get people to really understand the benefits of working on the the, the neurological part before they actually get the benefits of the the body or you know yeah. how is that how is that working?
2: Yeah, yeah I mean I think on one hand there's this awareness piece that I just mentioned, but I think fundamentally people understand that psychologically their brain is involved in let's say musical performance as an example, right like when you go up there on stage or when you get up there in front of the campfire, you know you have to be calm you know and that's a that's kind of a psychological process and there's a whole field of sports psychology that is a critical part of elite athletes for example performing at the highest level now what we're offering is this neurological benefit right which is separate from a psychological benefit but the idea that the connection isn't so much maintaining a sense of calm or focus from a you know i'm ready to do this standpoint but the connection is My brain is no longer playing a game of telephone with my muscles, right? It is making one specific command that my muscles are ready to take in. And that understanding alone creates a ton of value for people. You know, so for example, we, we initially took this technology to the United States Olympic ski team, you know, and we didn't really know what they would want out of it. Like faster muscle memory development. What does that mean to you? And essentially what we figured is that they wanted a bigger peak performance outcome, right? Which in our, which is a fancy way of saying, they wanted people to jump a little bit higher or lift a little bit more weight, you know? But then once we ran this trial where we saw after 10 workouts and a double blind placebo controlled situation that people could improve faster, that they were actually more concerned with, wait, wait, wait. So normally it takes us 10 workouts to reach this level of performance With brain stimulation, we reach this level of performance in about five days, right? And so there's more opportunity for us in kind of bringing people up to this goal level of performance sooner so that we can do more complicated or intricate training cycles after that, as opposed to just getting everybody to this peak performance, which is a really long way of answering your question. But I think at the heart of it is like, you know, once you unpack the technology for people, there's a benefit to be had. And and that's been one of the most interesting things for me. I mean, I joined the company back in you know at the very beginning of 2016, which was an Olympics year, and those were really the first Olympians that we were bringing the product to. And and now we've done it for a while. I mean, we had the Winter Olympics, and now another Olympic cycle this year. And, And so we're learning a lot about what people are looking for. And it's not just always, well, I want my brain to perform better, but it's it's figuring out how to take advantage of the technology and use it for your specific goal or your specific outcome that would mean a lot to you.
1: So, I mean, in this context, you're talking a lot about elite athletes, but I would think there's be interest in, you know, the whole biohacking community and just people in general that feel like maybe it's just aging bodies. Like, how do I reteach my body to be strong? Is that a, you know, a community that, that you feel that the Halo can also serve? And if so, how?
2: Yeah, absolutely, is the short answer there. And you know it's an interesting thing for building a company from scratch, where you're looking at validating a technology with these kind of elite level partners that I just spoke of. But then what you have to do is validate it for everyday people, you know, who are just sitting in their own gym or sitting in their own musical practice studio and thinking about what they want to accomplish. And and so the way we've answered it is is relying on this customer base that we have. So you know, we came, uh, Halo was founded in 2013 and started acquiring customers for the first time at the end of 2016 and so now we have this entire you know, thousands of people that are using our product every day and this idea of like getting back your skill sooner than you might have otherwise is, is really at the core of that so we we just did uh, actually last month we brought eight customers into our office for the day and um, we asked all of them just like before Halo, what were you doing? And after Halo, what are you doing? And and then more importantly, like how did you make? How did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. You know? And and if you if you check it out, I mean, there's a guy named Jeff who's local in San Francisco who's like, you know what? I, I really wanted to put two X the amount of weight and on my squat and my bench. But the reason for that wasn't because he was like entering into a lifting competition, you know, or or trying to you know unpack that. It's because he wanted to feel confident. He wanted to feel like he felt when he was younger. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a guy named Vladimir who was uh, in the East Bay here in, in San Francisco, who's like, you know what? I kiteboard with people who are a quarter of my age and that feels great. That that makes me feel like I'm happier. That makes me feel like I'm ready to take on the day. And, you know, and then as a team here, it's about codifying those experiences and presenting them to other people because, you know, it's impossible to do a scientific study on how happy do you feel for just one person, mm-hmm. right? It's easy when you have two groups and you can split them up and compare results. But just asking a single person, is this product benefiting you? You know, we're trying to do every month in mass and then articulate the feedback, not just to our own internal teams, but to the broader public who have started to adopt this product. And, you know, music, I think, is the best example of this. Like when I brought the product to market in 2016, just from a kind of entrepreneurial resources perspective, we couldn't really spend a lot of money talking to musicians. Because we couldn't talk to that many people when we were at that point and then musicians organically adopted the product on their own because they're like muscle memory i need that too uh, totally. so there's this guy, mario marzo uh who's on our our site uh, if you if you look at him and he was the first guy to be like how do i use this as a musician and he and it's a pretty neat story about learning these two different preludes and 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 recognizing wow like man i I'm learning this with brain stimulation like I used to, you know, like when I was younger and learning was a little bit easier. And so at the the heart, I think that's what we're offering people is like this idea of, you know, wouldn't it be great if it wasn't so intimidating to learn tennis because I just picked it up a little bit quicker,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, And,
2: and maybe that would cause me to go out and play more.
1: I totally see that. I mean, I've got a, an 18 year old son who he's, you know, taking a gap year and he came home sort of in between different projects. And we were staying in we're renting a house that has two pianos in it because the owners are concert pianists. And he's like, I'm gonna learn how to play piano. We're like, oh, okay. Next thing you know, he's sitting there with, you know, the YouTube videos playing eight hours a day. And he's all of a sudden playing these incredible music pieces. But you know, he's all about biohacking. I mean, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking, I got to get him to try this and see if it makes a difference in his learning process. I mean, I'm already just totally blown away by how fast he's learned how to read music. Now he's starting to mess around and write some stuff. But if we can get our brains to adjust to that agility, you know, I'm 50 plus, you know, I'm starting to think, oh, that sounds really fun, but I can't imagine. Well, for one thing, it's the dedication of playing for eight hours a day. None of us really have that. But to be able to just sort of say, I'm going to learn this and I'm just going to absorb it and take it on because we have so many judgments and there's the psychological piece of coming into play saying, I can't. Does this, you know, the the neurological stimulation to actually let your body adapt to it, does that also help you deal with the psychological piece of the, whether it's the confidence or the saying, no, I can't. I'm just yeah. curious uh, where that sits.
2: Good question. Yeah. I mean, you know, as you get older, right, you get less skilled, but you also just acquire so much more responsibility. And, you know, part of feeling confident and feeling like you can tackle everything that you have to do when you wake up is this sense of, of security that you're using your time wisely, you know? And I myself, right. I'm, I'm raising two boys on my own. And at the same time, all of my psychological calm, I know is, is like intricately tied to working out and, and being healthy in that way. Right. And so the point is, is I think brain stimulation offers an avenue where even if you only have 45 minutes to, to work out or to exercise, because you're taking care of your kids and you got to pay bills and you got to go to work and you got to make sure that you make plans with your friends so that they, you know, you can see them and all these things just continue to pile up, you know, halo sport theoretically makes that 45 minutes of training as valuable as 60, mm-hmm. you know, to, to just throw out a number. Right. And, and we would have to do the specific, you know, neuro analysis to figure out exactly what that benefit is. But, as I mentioned earlier with the US ski team, they saw results about 43% faster. And so that's how I think a lot of people who are your age or are my age are thinking about a technology like this again, is make my time more valuable. And that as a result of my time being more valuable or having an ROI, like higher ROI return on investment, I went to business school. So that's where that's yeah, where I go. Me too. <laughs> you know, I think is is tied to that psychological confidence, right? Where you feel like Man, like I got in a good workout, so I'm ready to tackle you know my next challenges tomorrow. And then, you know, this we're just talking about motor here. I think where Halo starts to get really interesting is if you think about stimulating other parts of the brain mm-hmm. and pairing it with other kinds of repetitive training. That unlocks another dimension of why this concept transcranial electrical stimulation I think is so fascinating.
1: I think it's awesome, and it's so exciting to see just how far you guys have come in a short period of time. And I mean, technology, you know, evolves really fast, but it seems like, one, the market is more mature, they're understanding the benefits of using these tools and the willingness to put something on that's going to have contact with your brain. You know, when I first did my dissertation study looking at wearables and presence of mind in the workplace, I was, you know, said in the conclusion, oh, well, you know, people are going to eventually be willing to put them under their skin or do a tattoo or things like that. the response that I got from that was, it was very fear-based, but it was also like, I don't want this technology on me. And it's kind of, you know, we're going back to the same responses that we had when, you know, when Facebook first came out and people said, oh, well, I would never share anything to the public. And I'm certainly not going to share any pictures of my children. And now people are creating Facebook pages and Instagram pages for their babies before they're even born. You know I mean? It yeah. just the acceptance of the benefits of technology have changed so rapidly. And I think that they you know, that's a wonderful thing because when you come with technologies like Halo that can be so beneficial to our, you know, evolution in the demands of what the world is requiring of us today, but also the idea that we're going to live longer. So we want to improve that quality of life As we move on and make use of that time, that time piece is something you can't recapture. And it's the one thing that's like, you know, it's worth so much more than money and everything else because it's never something you can recoup. I mean, someday I hope someone will build a time machine. But even if I go back in a time machine now, my body is still going to be a fifty-plus-year-old body. It's not going to be in my. I'm not going to go back in time and be 18 again. Not that I would want to be, but you know, that's something you still don't recoup. So, you know, it's exciting to see that there's products that are actually making our time that much more valuable and that much more. You know, it recognizes the preciousness of you know, that time and what that value is, yeah. that return on investment and that return on investment in your time dedicated to doing that. Where yeah. do you see that's going to go in terms of, you know, have sport and you have, you know, sort of the general that's for therapeutic. Where do you see that both for yourself and for Halo?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, I think you mentioned this concept of a biohacker, right? mm mm-hmm. And I think it's this industry that's grown out of this idea that you can make your life better by, you know, figuring out ways to integrate technology into your life, right? It's just a broad way to describe it. And so the, one of the things you said was the, on the familiarity side, and, and and this is, I think, where technology is going, and, and for both for Halo and for me personally, is can they be more approachable because they're more readily integrated into your life? And Halo's maybe a crude example of this, but I think kind of interesting in the sense that we're offering people a brain stimulation system that is as if not more sophisticated than any laboratory technology in the world but it's a pair of headphones you know and and you can put it on and you can still listen to music and and so i think that that's a good example of how to use let's call it like silicon valley product development where Mm -hmm. you're thinking not just about what does the product do but what is the user experience behind that product that still makes it easy to incorporate into your life? Right. And we knew that a lot of athletes like listen to music while they were training. And, and that's where we started. And now, you know, we have this musician audience and you know, we developed these ear pads that actually are transparent for sound so that even though you're wearing a pair of headphones to maintain the contact on your scalp, you know, you're not affecting the quality of listening to yourself play music. That's one of the goals that you're trying to accomplish with your practice. So that's one thing, right? You know, the second thing is, I think, taking a look at the underlying technology itself and unpacking more ways that we can drive like this ROI on your time by just adjusting the way that we're thinking about the technology. So what I'm about to explain is a little bit in the weeds, but I think approachable enough. And so there's a way that you can use what's called direct current to stimulate the brain. Right. And you're sending in a pulse, or excuse me, you're sending in a charge to kind of lift, if you will, rising tide raises all boats, if you will, from a direct current perspective. And and if you were to, you know, graph it, it's like, (laughs) or whatever. Now, think about other types of current, right? So, there last year was some fascinating research into not just a a DC type of brain stimulation, but alternating current as a way Mm -hmm. to stimulate the brain. And now, what you're trying to do, right, is alternating current comes up and down as opposed to just this one, you know, up uh, for those graphical minded people out there. So what does that do? Well, you know, there's a study out of Cambridge where they were looking at using alternating current to actually entrain neurons and primates, which is in our industry, like the dream study that everybody's been talking about. So we're not, you know, necessarily limited to just one type of electricity or one type of current. And that I think, you know, for us and, and for me, You know, there's a, there's a whole wealth of understanding in terms of how to use the technology to incorporate some of this new fields of research, right? Direct current exploded back in 03, as I mentioned, you know, but alternating current. And then there's even more recently been some interesting research into random noise current that really as a science-based company, like we're looking at doing our own research into those technologies, validating it for ourselves, And then hopefully being able to participate across the industry and recommending to people like, Hey, you're trying to do this thing you know why don't you think about alternating current here as opposed to direct current
1: that's super exciting and i see that there's so much more that can happen that one thing that does pop out for me though is and we've discussed this a lot on the show is as looking at electromagnetic frequencies do people have concerns around that or is that something you look at in terms of usage or maybe it's you're using it for such short period of time you don't have to worry about the electromagnetic frequencies with using a device such as this
2: we have thought about it, of course, as a common thing customers ask us, but we're at, we're at like one one thousandth of the level of a cell phone. We're well underneath like, the threshold recommended by you know, this type of industry or whatever. And then as I mentioned, you know, I think that you know, these deep brain stimulators right, are on for just a completely different threshold than yeah. the non-invasive brain stimulation system across both fields of research and both patient communities, if you will. And the technology i think is is well regarded and very comfortably understood as safe mm-hmm. you know and and that as a result I, I just don't think people are it's back to what i was saying at the top about i think it's more of a question of people not really knowing and being intimidated by their brain because it's they know it's so important but they also you know brain surgery is our idiom for describing stuff that's impossible to understand what i think again i, I recognize as an opportunity for us here and and hopefully a legacy that we can leave if any is making people feel less intimidated by this industry, specifically because, again, everything you're doing right now is being orchestrated by your brain. And being able to better tap into that as a resource is a fascinating like, application of this technology and a cool opportunity for anybody.
1: Absolutely. One of the companies that I've been working with as an advisor does some really cool therapeutic work using binaural beats Is that something that you've incorporated at all or thought about doing because you can do some measurements in there while you're doing binaural beats?
2: Yeah. So we, you know, I mentioned with like the United States ski team or the Michael Johnson Performance Center, San Francisco Giants, like we're trying to create these data studies to validate the product. And this binaural beats thing is one of our ones that my my colleague Danny and I, who, who does a lot of the data stuff with me, have been dreaming about forever, right? And I don't know too much of this. I'm not a scientist, but as I understand it, you know, these binaural beats can help you feel more focused and help your brain actually be more focused. And so that if you were to pair that quote unquote soundtrack with training regarded to, you know, memorizing, um, how to play scales on the, on the guitar or how to, you know, cycle on a stationary bike or something like, I think that's really interesting and something that goes back to that resource thing. I mean, we're trying really hard to find awesome data partners that can help support like a really thoughtful, ethical treatment of this technology and figuring out exactly what it does and how we can help people
1: with it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, i will be happy to connect you with with my client because I think there might be some interesting therapeutic aspects that could be really helpful for their community and their consumers. But anyway, this is so exciting and I'm really, I just, I can't wait to try the newest version. I unfortunately uh, had to leave CES early this year, so I wasn't able to go around on the show floor and play with everything this year. But Hopefully I can maybe come by and see you guys and test it out. But so tell me a little bit more just before we sign out, because I love to hear a little bit from our guests, a little bit about sort of you and your journey around sort of how you've evolved with technology and what do you use personally to really enable yourself to thrive as a parent, as an executive and as an individual and, you know, positive member of this Technology, society.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it, in terms of who I am, you know, I, I, uh, my family is the biggest thing for me, and and always has been, and always will be. And you know, so my my grandfather, he suffered from a degenerative motor disease that prevented him from being able to dance with my grandmother, which was, mm. you know, a story that I heard so many times growing up. And my mom, you know, who recently passed, she was suffering from this degenerative cognitive disorder where she's trying to memorize the names of her grandkids every morning and just couldn't do it. Right. And, and so that's, what's gotten me into technology. You know, I'm, I'm here in San Francisco born and raised as I keep telling, I'm proud of that, you know, and, and I'm proud of that heritage. And and so that's how I've been trying to use technologies to help people like my mom, who was like, I sat there with her and practiced and, you know, the thought that maybe brain stimulation could help her practice less, you know, or not at all on figuring out the names of her grandkids every day is incredibly powerful for me and incredibly rewarding for me. And and one of the things that I think makes Halo Neuroscience such a special company, you know? And, and so, you know, beyond the Halo sport, which like I've been using ever since I got here, you know, and, and for what it's worth, I feel more in tune and, and happy with my training than I ever have, but it's not just because of this product, right. It's because I've learned so much about how, my brain is interacting with my body when I'm spending time on training, which I spend a lot of time on because it helps me so much, right? Just feel like I can tackle all this stuff. And then the other technologies, like I, it's hard for me because I, um, like I, I'm one of those people who I'm surrounded by all this stuff every day. And so I really just think about it in conjunction of, of how our customers are thinking about it. So one technology that I really like is uh, there's this company called Jaybird mm-hmm. that developed these really tiny Bluetooth wireless earbuds that you can take running. Cause one of the things about the Halo Sport is it's kind of bulky and on a hot day, like might not be my choice for going out and, and running for two and a half hours. And so having the Jaybird as an alternative to make that, that time when I'm running less bulky and, you know, make me feel better about myself is one that I really like. And then my colleague, Tom, I got to say, he, uh, you know, he, he and I talk about this stuff all the time and like, what are the technologies that are out there and what are people using, blah, blah, blah. And he loves his aura ring. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've had anybody on who's There you go.
1: <laughs> I got one on right now. They
2: showed me, I've never seen him so proud of himself, but he came into the office last week and he's like, look at this man. And he got like a 97 sleep score or something and. Just felt like he had really, uh, you know, unlocked like kind of this biohacking mentality of of what we've been talking about a little bit, which is like, I know that sleep makes me happy. If there's a way that I can take control of my sleep, that would mean a lot to me. And then actually getting that result outcome and feeling like, look at this, like I started off at a 70 and now I'm at a 90 plus, like I'm doing good. You know, we can, as a company can learn a lot from, uh, from that model of just delivering on. You know, this promise and, and then giving people this transparency and access that I think they're looking for.
1: That's awesome. I, I love that story. And it, it's really, I think that the aura is a great tool in amongst the other tool things in the toolkit to get a better understanding. I've been recently actually for a study for a, another client, but been wearing a continuous glucose monitor and I'm not diabetic, but it's been fascinating to me to really understand the impact of sugar And and not just, and not just like sugar, sugar, but just, you know, simple carbohydrates. And really, you know, when I crash low, I, you know, I get hangry. And (laughs) there's a reason I get hangry, because I'm going, you know, my numbers are going way, way down. And it was funny to actually look at the data, pull the data out and and show it to my husband. And I'm like, see, this (laughs) is why I need food. (laughs) Totally. Now I think there's so many great tools out there and thank you for being part of developing some of those tools. And, and, uh, for those, for those of you out there listening, I would love for you to have an opportunity to try this Halo stuff. So they have actually been nice enough to set up a link for us. It's gethalosport.com slash evolving. And if you go there, you can, uh, check out the, the Halo for yourself. And, um, I hope you, Will give us some feedback and let us know about your experiences, and we'll be happy to pass it on to Halo, because I think they, there's just incredible potential there, and I'm excited to see where you guys go next. And thank you so much for joining me, Kane. And, you know, I know this has been a little bit of a struggle for us to get on. We've been trying for a year, and we finally did it. Sure. So I really appreciate your taking the time to join us today. Do you have any closing thoughts you want to share with anyone about sort of, you know, technology or you know taking time off from technology or just halo or just saying goodbye you haven't even yeah I,
2: mean, I think what you said is so important i mean you know our customers are really shaping the future of this product and this technology so for people who do try it you know we we love the understanding about how to make it better and how to make it more approachable and you know are learning so much from from all the people that uh that are taking upon themselves to be like, well, what about this? You know? And so I guess that's my parting thought, you know, is especially now in this new decade, right? We're in the 2020s now, you know, there's an opportunity to try a lot of stuff out there because so many companies are doing some cool stuff and, and, and trying doesn't mean like anything other than learning about it. And then if it, you know, and, and, and putting it upon yourself to see what's out there. Right? when I was in business school, actually Barack Obama spoke at my graduation and like, it always stuck with me he was just like you know what if you think one way just go out and think like somebody else for a day and watch the stuff that they watch and use the stuff that they use and understand you know the world from their perspective and i think you know in many ways he could have been talking about technology too right there's a way to think about technology as as not just an intimidating thing but but something that if you adopt technology's perspective which at the end of the day i think is trying uh, to give you an alternative way to to extract more happiness or meaning or fulfillment from your life, if it's not doing that, it's not worth it. But there are stuff out there that's really delivering on that for everybody.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much for the closing words and for taking the time with us today. And thank you, Digital Sufferers, for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you take time to subscribe if you're not already and uh, rate and review so that other people can see the show and and uh, share it with their friends because we've got all kinds of great guests coming up on season three. So thank you again and we look forward to catching you next time. Bye-bye for now.
0: Thank you for joining us for The Evolving Digital Self. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app now so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, please give us a rating and a review and join the digital self-mastery movement to create more conscious use of technology by sharing it and telling your friends. Want to see where you fit on the digital self spectrum and how it might be impacting your business and relationships? Get your free copy of Digital Self Mastery today by clicking on the link in the show notes.